Dungeons and Dopamine. Ta-da! Hi. Hi. This is Brienne. This is Jess. And we're Dungeons and Dopamine. And Dopamine. (laughs) (laughs) We've done that way better before. Right. That was a horrible intro. It was awful. Let's save it. All right. So, week 15. 15. It's like five times three. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's also 15 divided by five. (gasps) I don't even know what that meant. (laughs) Me neither. I have so many regrets about that sentence. (laughs) So, when we showed up to... When we... When I showed up to record today, Jessica was like... This is going to be episode 15. This is important. And then we were both like, wait, why is 15 important? And we don't know, except that we like multiples of five, apparently. So 15 seems like an important number. Yeah. I assume it has something to... I assume it has something to do with ADHD. (laughs) Much like the fact that I just interrupted myself (laughs) in my brain in the middle of my sentence. Yes. So. We're going to do something different today different. You're going to love it. Hopefully. This is... Oh, you're going to love it. <laughs> you will love it. <laughs> and if you don't, that will be a very unpopular opinion. Dun, dun, dun! Unpopular opinion episode! Woohoo! Woohoo! We've talked about it many times. We have. And it's finally here. It's finally here. It's going to be amazing. And... If you're noticing that I sound a lot better on this episode, it's because we're finally getting our tech under control. Woohoo! Turns out it's way better if we both have the same microphone instead of Brie having the pretty one with the pretty lights, which is 100% why I chose that one out of the three Ryan sent to me. (laughs) I mean, it was pretty. It was. And your mic... No. Your headphones plugged into it. Correct. Today, I do not get to wear headphones, which you do not look seems strange, but I don't know why, because I'm still hearing you talk, obviously. Right. I yeah. don't know why I feel like I have to have it on my ears. I would feel the same. Like, if Ryan said, no, you both shouldn't, I would feel like, no, I can't. I have to. <laughs> but we're podcasters. We have to have headphones on. This is like the uniform. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what I told Zach when he asked me why I was even wearing headphones. <laughs> because I'm supposed to. Before we begin, did anything bring you dopamine this week? Nothing. Not at all. <laughs> this week has sucked. <laughs> I mean, it's the end of summer, and that is definitely bringing me down, but it is a beautiful, hot summer day today, and I took a lot of time off work coming up. We are going to do camper camping next weekend, so we have to compare it against the tent camping that we did in the beginning of the summer and decide if we are officially tent family or camper family. What about you? I wish you luck. (laughs) (laughs) I will be at a pool party next weekend while you're camping. It's going to be amazing. That is amazing. And Jessica's basically a mermaid, if you guys didn't know. It's true. If she could spend all day, every day in a pool and still, like, function as a human, she would. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I want to be in a pool right now. (laughs) I would like to record this in a pool. 
someday. Alright. We'll have to do a podcast episode at Chuck's house. Yeah. Or the Caribbean where we're at like a swim up bar. I mean that would work too. Mm-hmm. Think big. <laughs> we can do it while we're doing our live shows. Yeah, because that will be soon. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all you guys. Yeah. The more we explode, the closer we get to recording live and also in swim-up bars. Yeah. You guys could be there with us. Yeah. So you just listen to... And that's why we drink. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty far behind. Like, I'm only in 60 or something. They have 300 episodes. They're amazing. Right? Anyway, they just did a live. And when they did their live, they also did a meetup. Ooh. And they essentially, because they didn't think anyone would show up, they essentially, like, shut down a bar in Nashville. <laughs> I think it was in Nashville. They were like, we're just going to get this little table in the back and, you know, maybe three people will show up for yeah. us. Yeah, and, and it, they, like, exploded this bar, and one of the girls got wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> it's alright, it's alright. We don't need to stereotype ourselves. <laughs> I got to go a few years ago, um, Kevin Smith and Jason oh, yeah. Muse from, you know, Jay and Silent yeah. Bob, they did a whole traveling podcast like live show and I got to go in Grand Rapids and it was amazing Mm -hmm. and they actually started doing theirs to help Jason Mew stay sober yeah and it was probably one of the greatest events I've ever been to I don't like Kevin Smith in general is pretty much my hero at this point seriously yeah and just knowing why they do what they do and the effort they put into it and the history they have. For being who they are and what I was expecting going into it, there was still a lot of that type of humor, which I enjoy, but that kind of gave it a personal level that I really didn't expect, and it was beautiful. And I think we could pull that off. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I would like to go on a late last year's jersey. (laughs) I will find one. Thank you. And then I can start my weight loss journey. Yes, because you'll have a jersey to wear for it. But let's avoid me having a heart attack and you having severe addiction issues. Fine. Let's go. I guess. Let's go Jason and Kevin Light. Yes. Stick more to the optimistic and sometimes pessimistic optimist show. Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now that we've gotten that behind us. <laughs> now that that has gone sideways into a conversation we did not expect. Yes, exactly. Let's dive into some unpopular opinions. I'm really excited about this. Yes. I feel like we're probably not going to get as far as we think we will. No, probably not. I mean, <laughs> just like every other episode, I guess. <laughs> what do you mean we've been recording for two hours? <laughs> I don't think we're going to have enough content for... Oh my gosh, we need to shut up. Stop talking. <laughs> so, I'm going to go first. Yes. I know you do not like my first unpopular opinion. My... Oh, spoiler warning Ooh, for... Yes. Um, the Akotar series. That Sarah J. Moss, right? Sarah J. Moss, A Court of Thorn and Roses. If you are worried about spoilers, you should plug your ears and say la yes. la 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 for like the next three minutes or so. Yeah. Ready, set. My unpopular opinion is that Tamlin 
deserves a redemption arc. And this surprised me about you. Because you always react pretty um, intensely to the scene where he locks her in the house. I cry when Moore comes to save her. I, like, can, it's so pathetic. I can feel it in my chest. Just thinking about that scene right now is giving me a panic attack. <laughs> yep. Which is why I'm so surprised that you believe he did and, I mean, Zach kind of summed it up in that maybe yes. I don't know Tamlin well enough yes. to think he deserves a redemption arc. He felt very two-dimensional to me, mostly because he was such a jerk and just sat back and did nothing when Feyre was captured. Yeah. You know, there was someone else that was risking his time and life and everything to make sure she was okay. I'm in love even with if, him. even if if his actions did not seem that way at the time, but Tamlin just kind of hung out and never wanted to put his neck out and never wanted to really take any risks, and I just don't love that type of person. I get that. I do one thousand percent. And the way he reacted when they got home was unacceptable. Mm-hmm. And frankly, he should have been like bending over backwards and and kissing her feet for what she did. However, I think this is where I'm coming from. Feyre decided to do this of her own accord. She could have stayed back with Elaine and Nesta and her father who wasn't there, but wasn't mm-hmm. there. And he wasn't her mate. I think maybe this comes from that goopy, sappy like true love mate kind of thing mm-hmm. to be totally gross Ryan's my soulmate um 100% you and Ryan <laughs> are soulmates I don't know why you would even question that in fact when you guys start re-met when he came back from Chicago everybody just kind of looked at you guys and was like oh how did we never oh, notice that wow <laughs> they are obviously supposed to be together and, and I also feel that way about Zach. I yeah. think the universe very nearly got to the point where it forced us together because <laughs> yes, it did. we tried really hard to ignore it for a while. With that goopy, like, starry-eyed, true love crap, I truly think that if Tamlin found his mate, she would be the perfect balance for him, and that all that stuff that he did that was wrong would be corrected. I think it's like a counterbalance, and he was, one, he didn't act, and then he knew he hadn't acted, so he's trying to make up for it, and this BA girl was going to come along, and she was going to look at him and be like, you're my mate step up bro and by the way I'm leaving and I I don't know I think there's a lot of circumstances that came from Tamlin's life that made him who he was mm-hmm. he watched so many people his entire court get tortured and defeated and he did help eventually yes. more spoilers please. yes and that is important he yes that part was important for yeah. him to at least well the two there to. were two steps there were two times. yes um, once when he saved her from the, the air camp. and escape. Yep. yep. And then when, 
when he has to give a drop of his power to, to save Resand. And then in book four, which, well, five, I don't know how you number those, but yeah. the most recent silver one. Miss. The Nesta one. The yeah. Nesta story. Um, they make him a very strange character in that book. Yeah. And I think that might be what brought me even more away from the redemption arc because and which is silly because I did end up loving Nesta by the end of the Nesta book and I do think she has a redemption arc that is very well written regardless of the 60 pages of smut you have to get through to get to it but she but Tamlin in that that book becomes this almost feral and <laughs> he let his whole kingdom just he let him go and he's basically running around in beast form all the time. And that brought me even further back from, like... It kind of brings you still back not to his trying. doing nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I just feel it. I just feel like he needs to have it. I did always think that Elaine would have been a great mate for him. Mm -hmm. uh, I know there's a lot of Azriel Elaine shippers, and I'm not... I, I wanna... don't feel that either. Mm -mm. I would put Elaine with Tamlin. Yeah. Her Especially yeah. with the way she loves to garden and the flowers. Yes. She's the perfect mate for the spring court. Yes. And I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of ways it could go. We know that Lucian... It, this is totally off topic. I'm probably going to cut <laughs> all of this. We know that Lucian is not sired from the Autumn Court. Yeah. So... With his ties to Spring and Tamlin being Beast and his father being the uh, Summer, or is it Daylight? Is oh, Helian Daylight? Helian, yeah, Daycourt. Daycourt. So, does that make him a good substitute for the Spring? Mm -hmm. Does he become a Spring is leader? The, is the power going to transfer to him at some point? Because they find and him then worthy, and then Elaine, Elaine is... joins him over there. That would almost be perfect, and mm -hmm. Tamlin can find his mate and piss off to the mountains and be feral beasties together. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> I could handle that redemption. Now, I could also see Tamlin becoming a big a BBEG. A what? <laughs> big bad evil guy. Oh, yes. King of Highburn kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Got a lot of trauma there that he's just yeah. not willing to deal with. But also, I think he still has, like, a soft spot for Farah. Obvious. I mean, he's proven either a guilty conscience or some love there. So, I don't know. There's a lot there. And there's so many more books coming. And yeah. And now there's such a twist in it. <sighs> I, oh can't my gosh, I can't wait. Okay, so, that was my first unpopular opinion. I wanted to start off strong. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean, I could talk book popular unpopular opinions all day long i think just for basis of time we should avoid any harry potter unpopular opinions because sure. that could be a whole episode on its own yeah um but <laughs> sticking with books i and this is something i had to give myself permission to do recently i don't think we should force ourselves to finish books that we start I see why this is an unpopular opinion. Because my first thought is, but what if it's really good in the end? And that is what kept me going all those years. And then I read enough that were not good at the end. <laughs> it did right. not make up for the time I had spent. 
And even more so if you are reading a book that maybe you were unsure of or just tried to give a chance to because somebody told you you should or convinced you it was your type of, you'd love it even though it's not your type of reading. Um, no, you don't. You don't have to finish it. This is me giving you permission that you can put that sucker down. And give it back to your friend. Yeah. Or bring it to Goodwill. Yep. They don't need any more Twilight books. <laughs> True. <laughs> They're all, they do always have Twilight. There. <laughs> I can... I can see this. It's very hard to let go of that belief mm-hmm. because I have read a few books that I'm like, but the end may be worth it. Especially when you get those really cheap ones on Amazon or yeah. Kindle that are like free or a dollar. And you're like, I see where this is going, but maybe there's a twist. There's not. Nope. So there's go not. ahead. Put it down. And if it does really bother you, I have found that you can find spoilers for nearly any book on the internet, especially um, Goodreads. A lot of people do their own uh, reviews on Goodreads, and they're very honest about it. And I, there have been two books that I did not finish because I got on Goodreads and they were like, yeah, it just doesn't get any better. It doesn't get better. And it's also, especially the book I'm thinking of in that instance, there was a lot of trauma in that book. I'm not even going to say what it was because I don't even want to like Promote tell it. people to read it. There, it was a lot of trauma, and one of the references I heard or one of the reviews I read referred to it as trauma porn. It's basically just uh. trauma after trauma after trauma, and bad thing happens and bad thing happens and bad thing happens. And I'm well, one of my lists of unpo- on my unpopular opinions is. Anxious people should not read or listen to anxious things, whether it's true crime or these trauma porn books or anything that is making you sit there and get more anxious as you read it. You cannot finish those two. Yeah. You have permission to turn off the TV or Netflix or... Podcasts, not but not this, this one pod. because yeah. this one will not make you anxious. Mm-mm. And if it does, we're really sorry and it'll probably get better at the end. And... That sounds like an unpopular opinion to me. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) This one's not, like, I think for our age group, this one isn't too wild. I think people take weddings way too seriously. Not thank you. Yes. Yes. Not marriages. Right. Marriages actually need to be more serious. Yes. We are not serious enough Take your marriage seriously. But But if someone showed up to my wedding in white... No one is going to be confused about that girl being the bride. Who's at my wedding that doesn't know who the bride is? Right. Also, I don't care if you have your wedding a week after mine. I don't care if you get proposed to at my wedding. Now, I know that's super controversial. Jessica actually encouraged me to get proposed to at her first wedding. Uh, We are both glad that none of those things worked out. It's true. I'm still not sorry. <laughs> At least then something good would have come. But actually, it wouldn't have. It would have been no, horrible. It would have been awful. But I just... They're so expensive. They're, there are so many other things you could be spending your money on these days. I, uh, I, I want to say, who cares? I do know that it is some people's dreams to have a great big wedding and a beautiful party. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But 
who cares if someone shows up wearing white? If you have, like, I think of those crazy mother-in-law stories mm-hmm. where the mother-in-law shows up wearing a wedding dress. That reflects on her. <laughs> right. Again, no one is going to get confused over who is getting married that right. day. The invitation had your name on it. Yeah. It's... And if, if you sent me an invitation to your wedding and it said no kids... I would find a babysitter or I would stay home with my kid. I'm not going to get pissed at you or bring my kid. Or I read a story once. <sighs> Jessica's very fired up about this, you guys. <laughs> I read a story once about a lady who couldn't bring her kids. And she questioned and questioned and questioned and then the bride broke. And the bride said, it's because you do not keep your children under control and we are not having any kids at our wedding. Which is fair. Yeah, Absolutely. Kids don't even like weddings, you no. guys. No. They don't want to be there either. But if you do want to have them, expect them to, like, interrupt it. My nephew brought my ring to me, Aww. or to my, to Ryan, mm-hmm. and we bribed him with a sucker, and then after he was up there, he didn't want to get down, because he was <laughs> on stage. Yep. And he also laughed at kind of a silly joke in the middle of our vows, and it is one of my favorite memories. Yeah. I love it. I loved having Kira and Johnny. Oh, yes. standing with us. And even though they were getting distracted watching butterflies and birds, and I mean, we're standing on a beach. Of yeah. course they're going to get distracted. Exactly. But so what? So the lady in this story, she was pissed that her kids are naughty and the bride didn't want them there, despite not having any kids there. So she and her best friend got drunk before the wedding, showed up, sat in the crowd, and fake cried like babies during the ceremony oh my goodness and while i say people take weddings too seriously that's crap yes that's i would i would end a friendship malicious. over that oh absolutely mm-hmm. she sent her a bill for half of the wedding which i think is yeah completely absolutely <laughs> you have a videographer who has to either edit that out or ask you awkwardly do you want to keep that in right do you want a blue and it's, reel for and your it's not wedding? even like you can like you your nephew did something cute and it's a good memory like yeah. if it was an actual baby crying out there i probably in the memory would be like oh and remember how little that baby was but instead they're going to remember it as remember how awful that wedding guest was yes Gosh. everyone will remember it mm-hmm. everyone i went to a wedding it was fine the aunt gave a terrible speech that is my most vivid memory of that yep. wedding. i have a couple um maid of honor speeches and best man speeches that i remember more than what the wedding because they were so bad mm-hmm. i was so careful when i came up with your maid of honor speech i appreciate that because i didn't want to embarrass you. Mm-hmm. I told a story that sounded like it could have been embarrassing and then turned into not. Yes. And I mean, that's a good unpopular opinion. Yeah. These wedding toasts should not be a chance to roast no. the bride and groom. It should not be you should never bring up how many people there were before this moment. You should never bring up any past relationships and there is no reason to roast the bride or the groom. Nope. Cute stories of childhood. That's kind of what I did. Yeah, Um, absolutely. And I actually wasn't going to give a speech at your wedding, and then I was driving along with Ryan, and that came to me, and my speech sort of came into my head, and I was like, 
that's cute. Mm-hmm. And it's a fun, good memory, and nobody will be embarrassed. Nobody will be, like, slut-shaming anybody. Right. No. Grandma no, won't be don't. wondering what that word means. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and it's not about something horrible either of us did as kids or anything. It was right. just a nice, funny story in a way to be like, hey, congrats, she found the right person. Um. <laughs> Agreed. My unpopular opinion is that we have way crossed the line with drinking culture. I go into stores to buy like closing gifts for my clients and any sort of like kitchen decor is, you know, I'm going to whine about it. It's W-I-N-E. It's wine o'clock or, you know, glasses with mommy's relaxing medicine or or just all this stuff. Socks that say if you can read this, bring me wine. Yes. Yeah. Everything is based around that moms cannot handle being moms, so they need to drink about it. Do you think this is how people in the 80s felt with Budweiser culture? Because yeah, I'm getting like a Budweiser flashback. Budweiser culture and um, smoking culture. Yes. I remember Camel Joe yep. was the character for Camel Cigarettes, and you could save the points from each pack that you bought and yeah. get Camel Joe stuff. And we had so much Camel Joe stuff because my parents apparently smoked cigarettes for a really long time. <laughs> like coolers and, and shirts. shirts and hats and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. 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 I don't. I'm not against a mom having wine. Right. Not at all. Oh, no, not at all. I drink. Yeah. You drink. Yeah. And, and some I... days I do need a beer over it. But I don't need dish towels that talk about how much I love to drink or or like it's not funny when your kid goes to school and says oh my mommy drinks a lot of wine right my mommy finishes one of those bottles every day (laughs) yeah and it's not healthy right you know drinking is a problem in the United States and there are a lot of people that struggle with addiction and there are a lot of wine moms that struggle and they are drinking a bottle of wine a night, and it is starting to affect their family and their jobs, and, and they don't feel like they need to get help because, because it's a joke. Yeah, everybody, everybody must be doing it. Yeah. It's it's on wine glasses, it's on dish towels, it's on cutting boards and coffee mugs. And so you, everybody must be drinking a bottle of wine at night to deal with their life. If right? you stop and think about it, they even. Like, looking at a restaurant menu, they even have the pairing of wine. Mm-hmm. They don't always... I mean, unless you're at, like, a craft beer place or something, they don't always have a pairing with their beer. Right. So they're even saying, hey, wine's not too bad for yeah. you. Have a have a glass. The Catholics drink it at church. Yes. It, it must not be a problem if, if the Catholics like it at church, then why not drink a bottle of red at night? But for a while, the doctors told us it was good for us. Yeah. A a glass of red wine at night. The French do it all the time. The Italians do it all the time. Mm. But I I don't know the statistics, but I do feel like there's probably a difference in culture there to hear. And I just, um, the more I think about what you've said is, yeah, we're glorifying this culture where we would look down on someone who drank a case of beer every night. Mm -hmm. We're not doing that to people. And... No, we shouldn't drink down. Or we shouldn't drink down on them. <laughs> <laughs> we 
we shouldn't look down on them. We should be helping them. Right. Yeah. And wow. It's not glorifying a culture that makes us think that that's how it should be done. Right. Yeah. Oof. It's there's a lot there. Way overdone in our culture. That is something I've never thought about. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna jump off of what you said for one of my unpopular opinions, and that is decorating. So now, if you do not have a problem with alcoholism, decorate however the heck you want. Decorate your house, your bedroom, your kitchen, your living room, your plant window, however you want. What? (laughs) I can have my own interests and likes and not make everything gray? What? You can live, laugh, love. (gasps) All day long. That's basically a sin at this point. I know. Having live, laugh, love. Mm. So corny. So cheesy. Yeah. Ugh. It's Mm. so tacky. No. I see TikToks where people, usually our age, are going through their parents' houses and mocking all Mm -hmm. their little cutesy signs and stuff. It's not my taste, but that's okay. At at one time it was. It was everybody's taste for a while. Yep. Wasn't that like a Joanna Gaines thing? I think so. Something like that. So, do what you want. You know what I have? I have food monsters (laughs) drawn up by an artist that I I found at an art fair, framed in orange and purple picture frames hanging on my kitchen wall. I love them. I have a, I don't know, probably, I don't know what size it is, but I have a painted giraffe picture that one of my very good friends painted me years ago and it's big old tongue is hanging out and it's purple and it's got a green background bright green and that has literally traveled across the country with me and back so it lives very prominently in my living room and it's always looked cute because you've been true to you you've been true to what you like and how you like it and what you're doing I love this opinion because it actually ties in very nicely to the topic I will be talking about in week 16, which is a real estate week, but I am discussing making your house work for you. Love it. And it is based entirely on that idea. We have lived in a culture for so long where the magazines and social media tell us what we like and tell us what our houses should look like, and it doesn't have to be that way. No. I have... I'm not... I'm not trying to brag. Um, I'm not patting She's myself totally on the back. totally bragging, you guys. <laughs> I'm writing it. I'm making <laughs> myself a gold star on a piece of paper. I get a lot of compliments on my decorating. That is one thing I'm very good at. I'm very good at diving into, like, in a swimming pool. True story. And decorating. And I don't brag about a lot of stuff that I do, but maybe I am bragging a little bit. I decorate well. You do. But I stick... 1000% to what I like and I've never deviated from that so even people who don't like Skyrim can appreciate my downstairs bathroom because it's gorgeous Thank you. and well put <laughs> together and it all fits yes and it's not like you don't turn on the fam and it plays the opening <laughs> Skyrim music which is Yet. truly a flaw in my design <laughs> but I like it and I went and I found the pieces I liked. And I don't care. If you walked in, I know you're totally like this. And said, <laughs> this is hideous. I would say, you I should can't believe you're an adult then. that likes video games. <laughs> exactly. Ugh. Yes. No. 
you know what? I love it. And I've gotten a lot of confidence. On that same token, you know, just judging people in general on what they because of what they like. Yes. What books they read. I hear so many I read a lot of fantasy novels and that is because I don't like my reading life to remind me of my day to day life. I read as an escape. Yes. It's, it's probably a trauma response. But that's what I do. And so when I'm reading, I don't want to read a nonfiction book about how to improve my life. I want to read a fantasy novel about a girl that finds her mate and they live happily ever after. And sometimes they have to fight some werewolves or something. Yep. And it brings me joy. Yeah. And most of those books at this point end up being young adult novels. I don't know why that became a thing, but it did. And it makes me happy. And it only requires short amounts out of my day because it doesn't take me six weeks to get through the book. It takes me six hours because it's an easy read. I like what I'm reading and it does not remind me of anything I have to do today. And it transports you to a world that you don't have to worry about. Mm -hmm. And you know what? If you don't like fantasy or sci-fi and all you read are self-help books or biographies great that's all i'm jealous right i bet you're really smart i bet you know a ton about a ton of stuff i know some really cool words because i read a lot of books i can't tell you much more than i mean no that's a lie i do feel (laughs) like i have gained a lot of really random knowledge because of all the books i read like when i started talking randomly about coyotes a few weeks ago because i once read a book that talked about coyotes but people that are reading nonfiction, I think there's even a study. You probably are a lot smarter than me. You probably do a lot of cool things. You probably have a very high-intensity job and are very good at it. I'm not, but I think it's awesome that other people are. Right. I, and if you only read comic books, yes. at least you're reading. Yes. If you're only reading by audiobook, cool. I'm glad you're listening reading. Ryan's ADHD does not afford him to sit still and read a book. He just can't. He has tried and tried and he can't. But instead of going out this might be a dig. Uh, not at you. <laughs> instead of going out and being proud that he doesn't read. I haven't read a book since I got out of high school. Yep. He because he wants to be able to converse with me because I'm excited about some of the stuff I've read which by the way is exactly <laughs> the same as what you've read. He listens to the audiobooks and he loves them. Mm-hmm. And then we can discuss them. I'm going to jump one bazillion percent away. This is actually a listener Ooh. unpopular opinion. Mm-hmm. And that is that uh, thrift shopping. Oh. And you know exactly who said this? Yes. We love you. <laughs> thrift shopping is considered by some a like a dirty poor person. Yeah, only for poor people. Yes. Only if you're broke. And only... You'll look like yeah. you thrift shop mm-hmm. if you do. And your house will look like you thrift yes. shop. Yes. You'll and be a hoarder. Yes. Or you'll have bugs. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's so... Wrong. So wrong. I, I don't... I've never had an issue with thrifting, but I never did a lot of it until Carly was born. Mm-hmm. And then you know, kids go through clothes and she especially grew really Because <laughs> she's fast. a giant. She is a giant. She is her dad. Um, and it 
still, we go shopping to this day and I buy decorations. And not only is it good for the environment because we're not creating new waste and we're giving mm-hmm. things new life, we kind of have fun. Yes. I can let her go through our local kids' resale store and pick out a wardrobe and spend 40 50 bucks. Which would have been one pair of pants. Yes. At the outlet malls. Yep. Even on even on new kid their little kid pants. Uh-huh. I am just astounded at what people will pay to make these clothes to have these new clothes when I can go to the local thrift store and get I mean not so much jeans because boys tend boys. to wear through their jeans. Yeah. But everything else yeah. I can get gently used yep. for ninety nine cents. And as far as looking like you thrift Carly never looks like we thrift Right. Shop. And I Because swear. kids spend so short a time in their clothes, you yeah. know, it only fits them for maybe a six months to a year. And thankfully, Carly has been thrifting with me since she was born and has zero stigma. Mm-hmm. She does not care if she's wearing something used. She cares if she thinks it's cute. She has an opinion. She's seven now, and... I will pull shirt out of her closet and say, how about this today? And she will rip her nose. <laughs> and I'm like, are you ever going to wear this shirt again? No. Nope. I don't like it. Great. Cool. I spent 99 cents on this. Yep. And Send I, it out the door. Yes. Just this last weekend, we went and did some school shopping. I got a brand new pair of overalls that she picked out with the tags on them still. And I got a pair of shorts uh, for next year. I could mm-hmm. size up, and they have the little elastiband things in them for $4 with the tags on them. Yep. I would go <laughs> well, buy, buy Yeah. It's just, and it's not gross. I bring them home, and I wash them. Same with toys, same with decorations. Isn't it, I and at this point, I wash the clothes I buy from the stores now, too, because yes. they're from factories and they're you know they've got dyes still in them and they've got chemicals in them and they came from who knows where and who touched them so they have to be washed anyway i bought a very very expensive shirt from a very popular plus size retailer and it was a like a licensed brand shirt spent full price on it because i like the license it smelled so weird after I had washed it and washed it and soaked it in vinegar and washed it again, it has hung in my closet for like three years. I can only just now wear it because it smelled so bad. Oh my. And it had to have been the dyes or something in it. Mm-hmm. It smelled so bad I couldn't wear it. It was like a 40 or $50 shirt. Right. And you've never had that problem at a thrift store? Not once. Even if they're a smoker. Yep. By the time it gets to the thrift shop, you probably can't even smell it anymore. And I'll, I will, like, I'll give it to people who say that thrift stores are, like, smelly. They, they have, like, yeah, an old, there musty is a smell. smell. Mm-hmm. You can definitely get that. And I'm a little bit picky on what clothes I pick out because I don't want to buy something stained or right. with holes. Yeah. But, but, but there's plenty there to choose from. Exactly. I used to work a job where... I was doing some very physical work. I 
wore a brand new winter coat, which working at the job was a big deal because I didn't have a lot of money. It snagged and ripped the first time I wore it oh, there. Oh, no. Brand new winter coat. And it wasn't like a Columbia coat, but it's still a brand new yeah. winter coat. I ended up buying 90% of my clothes at Goodwill because I couldn't stand staining and tearing my clothes. I was supposed mm-hmm. to be in an office setting most of the time, and so I had to look nice, but then every once in a while I'd have to go do stock. I actually gave myself stitches doing it once, bled everywhere, yeah. because because of the other part of the job. Mm-hmm. I'm not spending full price on nice clothes to go there and have them torn up or stained or cut open or bled on. Mm-hmm. But Goodwill had all these cute things that I could grab for $0.99, cents, $1.99, and it was okay. My favorite memories when I was younger, um, my parents were divorced. They divorced when I was very young, and I went to my dad's every other weekend, and it became our tradition almost every Saturday. If it was during the summer, we would wake up and we would go hit yard sales. We would yard sale all morning. Or if it was winter, then we would go to all the thrift stores in town. So thrift shopping is great. Yeah, I like it. I I don't see furniture with it. Is oh my gosh, I find the best furniture at thrift stop thrift shops. And that's a huge one for like environmental. Mm Mhm. And you're not buying the crappy stuff that you buy online these days that you right. have to put together and it's all plywood and it falls apart in a year. Yes. You're getting the 1950s furniture that was built by hand and somebody's grandma had in their basement for 60 years. I absolutely love watching people refurbish pieces. Mm-hmm. So amazing. Yes. This one kind of works backwards, but it's something I definitely want to touch on. Uh, video games and children. So, Connor is seven now, and he is not as good at video games as some other kids I know, but he is pretty good at some video games, and I think we get a lot of judgment for that, because Connor has obviously spent some hours on some video games, but I also think Connor has really good reaction time, and he has really good hand-eye coordination, and he has pretty good problem-solving skills, and he knows a lot of stuff, and it's from video games. Carly, 1,000% learned, not learned to read with video games, but has excelled at reading video games. Now, we still do the reading at bedtime, Mm -hmm. and we limit, especially during school, we limit tablet time and stuff like that. I do think that's important, but I do not think that video games are the oh my gosh clutch your pearls <laughs> it's ruining these children die. yeah it's ruining their brains it's ruining their attention span it's all violent it's making them more aggressive it's i don't believe any of those things no i did know a kid many many years ago he was about five or six he was very neglected he was popped in front of video games all the time he played a lot of Grand Theft Auto. He cursed all the time. Yes. And I do think that because I do think kids mimic things they hear. Oh, absolutely. But this kid was so neglected. Video games might have been literally the only thing he could do. And the only interaction he was getting. Yep. And I that is obviously a problem. And yes. obviously you want to watch what video games your kids are playing. Yep. And who they're playing them with. Yep. 
Um, some of their friends might try to put them in cults. You never know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Connor is not out playing Grand Theft Auto. Right. Or anything I used to play, even now that I think back on it sometimes. But he is great at the Lego games. Lego games. And those are all relatively child-friendly. They're problem-solving. There's mm-hmm. reading in some of them. Um, Carly's obsessed with Roblox. Mm-hmm. But she gets the lecture every day, and she's so sick of hearing it. You don't ever tell them your real name. Mm-hmm. You don't ever tell them where you live. And if someone ever says something that makes you feel uncomfortable, you immediately come to me or dad or Nana or Papa or whoever you're with at the time, whatever adult you're with, you go to them. Yes. And otherwise, I, I don't care if she plays video game. It's about our parenting and making sure that they're still living their life and functioning properly. Yes. And you can't keep kids from technology these no. days. Connor was using a tablet and computers by kindergarten. In his cl- not just in at our class. house, in yeah. his classroom. He needed he they sent home this tablet thing that was awful. Nobody knew how to use it because we were already used to our tablet, but he still needed to know how to learn how to use it. There were still games on there he needed to know how to play. You know, being able to use a computer by kindergarten is insane to me, but these kids, that's what they're doing. We and will stunt them if we don't teach them. Exactly. And, and there's so many tools on them. Why are we acting like it's destroying our children when there's video games that can teach them how to read or teach them the alphabet or teach them problem solving? I would say it's not video games. It's bum 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 parenting and wild idea Jessica. i know wild idea we have to parent our children now too i know Jeez. when uh when i was younger someone looked at my mom they had a troubled kid and they said well don't you think it's the school's job to teach them this and it wasn't an academic thing it was like a life skill and my mom said no it's my job yes it's my job to keep my kids safe on the internet. Mm-hmm. It's my job to teach her that not everybody you're meeting, you know, Sally, who says she's seven years old, might be Rick, mm-hmm. the 75-year-old man. Right. probably too old, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> and it's my job to keep her safe, and it's my job to monitor her, and it is my job, not the video game. Or the book. Or the book. Because we will not cover book banning during this episode because it fires me up and it would take hours. But that is our job as parents, to make sure that our kids are not taking these books out of the library. It is not the library's duty to determine what you or I or our children should be reading. It is my job as a parent to know what Connor is taking out of the library and see what he's reading and spend time with him reading these stories and talking about these stories. We, (laughs) judge me if you you so wish, we let Carly see the Beetlejuice musical. When we came back from New York, she was obsessed. She watched it on, uh, on YouTube all the time. She literally knows all the songs. And I, I thought, oh my gosh, what am I doing? My kids shouldn't like this stuff. And I thought, 
let, let's let her like and teach her what words are bad and why. And let's teach her why this story is this way. And she's learned some really good stuff from mm-hmm. this. And so instead of being like, wow, that was a bad parent move, I'm really proud that we did it. And yeah. now she loves musical theater. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and that's a big stutter. Yeah. And, and she's kind of, we've gone and seen the musical. She's seen it. And now she's not over it. She still loves it. But she's not watching it every day on YouTube right. and stuff like she's that. She's not obsessed about it anymore. Yeah. She's had her fill of it. She understands it. She knows what she is and is not allowed to say at school or grown-ups. Mm-hmm. Or, and the same with the Viva La Dirtly guys. They live in New Zealand, so (laughs) they have a very different culture, and the curse words that we are very prudish about in America are punctuation (laughs) for these guys. Right. They do not even blink. Um, And Ryan and I watch them, and Carly's in the room when we watch them. She's usually distracted, but being a kid, she's still hearing it. And she goes, Rowan just said a bad word. And I'm like, he sure did. That's a grown-up word, isn't mm-hmm. it? And she's like, he does it all the time. <laughs> grown-up word is actually, it's one of my unpopular opinions. We do not, I mean, at this age, we do not allow Connor to swear. Right. But we do not treat curse words like they are anything different than a regular word. But we explain that there are some words that only grown-ups should use or should only be used in certain situations. Yes, words have power, but words only have power if we give them that power. Kids need to understand they can't go into their classroom and use these words that they might hear mom and dad or someone on the TV use all the time. But I'm also not going to make him think that he's going to get in trouble for using a word without knowing what that word is or why he shouldn't use it or what it means. I'd rather have those conversations with him and have him use them appropriately when necessary than to be out in a field with his buddies saying the F word over and over because it makes him cool. Yeah. And teaching them, no, it might not be okay if you say that word while you're out at dinner the people around you don't want to hear that word mm-hmm. so you don't there's a time and a place yes and I I agree I don't think it's a bad thing at mm-hmm. all this one's probably gonna fire some people up Ooh. <laughs> people who own a specific breed of dog <sighs> are not better tougher worse more scary, less scary than anyone else. And I'm going to use this as an example because you have a pit bull. I have the best pit bull. And I have never heard you brag about having a pit bull. I have two incredibly large dogs. I don't care that they're large. (laughs) We got them for their breeds and they're big, dopey, fun gentle giants yeah and i don't feel tougher with them in fact <laughs> they might try to trip me while i'm running away from danger <laughs> you know the best that... case scenario they would trip an intruder because they exactly. would be trying to give them kisses exactly <laughs> i am 
way more impressed if you're Pitbull, German Shepherd, Rottweiler, Husky can respond to commands in German <laughs> or is a seeing eye dog can get you a drink from the fridge. Yes. <laughs> like if you've taught him something cool then can it- detect um uh allergens and food. Yes. That is so blood pressure. Cool. Yep. They can detect blood pressure if somebody's going to if they're going to pass out, if they're going to have a seizure, yes. all kinds of cool stuff. Yes. That is impressive. I am not it impressed. It has nothing to do with the breed. No. And your dog being mean does not make me think, oh, wow, that's a tough person. That makes me think you suck as a pet, pet owner. Right. Why did you do that to your poor dog? Get your Why dog does your control? dog have to live that type of anxiety all the time? Yeah. We call our dogs big dog, medium dog, and little dog. Uh, Rex, our pit bull, is the only one that I guess would technically be a purebred, but that's because he was a pit bull that was honestly probably bred for fighting. Um, he and his mom <laughs> were turned into the pound on the same day because Rex had issues with his legs. They were a, they looked a little deformed when he was a puppy, and we are sure that that's why him and his mom ended up at the pound because she gave birth to one puppy and he was a little bit off. Um, so we know he's pure red, but we don't care. No. He's pretty, also, and he's gentle. Can and you imagine Rex fighting? Right. <laughs> and, and I honestly picked him because he had weird legs, because um, all of the unloved dogs should come to me, and I want to rescue them for that reason. Our other two dogs are mutts. Yeah. We know Ralphie has chihuahua in him. We Which know is people hate chihuahuas. The worst. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yep. I would never judge someone because they had a chihuahua. No. Or, or think somebody was a certain type of person because they have... No. And, and I don't care about your pre- purebred dog. I don't care how much you paid for it. I don't care that its lineage goes back decades or whatever. As long as it's a good dog that wants to like snuggle me and doesn't bite people... Yeah. Like, cool. I like your dog. That's all I it takes. I do not want to have to worry about my kid around your dog. Yes. That doesn't make your dog tough or cooler or any of that. It, it makes your dog sad. Yep. And angry. And it makes and me think you're gross. Yes. As a person. <laughs> In general. <laughs> no, I will say, like, if you have a mean dog who is that way because of something. Some trauma or an incident. Or as maybe you live it... somewhere yes. where you do need a dog. Yeah. That, like, we, our big dog, we got because my husband worked off shift for a lot, a couple of years. I was home by myself a lot. We got a big dog with a big bark and then trained her to be the nicest, gentlest giant ever. But if you're coming up to my house at night and she's, she's barking at you, you're still going to think twice before you come in my house. Exactly. Same with mine. Mm-hmm. And... And just don't act like you're something because of your dog. It's a dog. Mm -hmm. The important thing about dogs is their snuggles or maybe the cool job you have them performing. Right. Their breed does not matter. No. It doesn't make you cooler. No. You don't need to brag about it. Mm -mm. Stop. In fact. Please stop. Uh, And research, this is just total side note, research your breeds before you get a dog. Oh my gosh, yes. People who think huskies are i i love huskies Same. huskies are beautiful will 
never have one. I do not have the energy level for a husky. I do not want to clean up after a husky. I, I, I do not want to listen safe. to them scream at me all the time. <laughs> I, I don't even like my dog to whine. Exactly. <laughs> I can't keep a husky safe. Mm-hmm. The amount of energy and mm-hmm. need that a husky has is way more than I can provide. Yes. Way above my limit. Uh, any type of like Australian Shepherd or yep. herding dog. Yep. Number one, they're going to want to run a lot. Yep. And number two, they're probably going to bite your children. Yep. I want a Corgi so bad. I One, they are a herding dog, so they need to be properly taken care of. Um, and two, I had a, what, three, four-year-old when we got our puppies. They are a long dogs with bad backs. Mm-hmm. Same with a dachshund. Yes. I, I wouldn't get a dachshund, but... Because they are one-person dogs. Yep. They do not like children. Yep. And um, I, I was not... I'm not ready to... Yeah, my kid respects dogs. She did not climb on. She does not pull on. She does not harm our dogs. But how easy is it to pick up a puppy, a corgi or a dachshund, and then drop it or kick it or step on it? Because I had a little dog at one point in my life, and she would skitter in front of me, and I would kick her across the room. She would just go sliding. (laughs) I forgot about that dog completely. (laughs) I was like... You never had a little dog. Don't lie. <laughs> Don't lie. Oh my gosh, Just tumbles. <laughs> <laughs> she was never truly my dog. No. She liked my ex. Yes, she did. <laughs> she was something. She was. She's cute. <laughs> she was. Until she went. Yep. Anyway, yep. another case of someone not researching the dog properly. Mm-hmm. I didn't know Pomeranians were the loudest dogs in the universe. But yep. Anyway. Yes. So. This one might be, and this one is actually kind of silly for me to bring up, being the life I live, um, this new overworked culture. <sighs> this culture we have that you're only successful if you're working 12 hours a day, seven days a week, and you're only grinding, and you're only going to be successful if you are dividing, devoting your entire life to work, and you know, you're... The people that brag about, you know, oh, I worked 80 hours this week and I barely slept and I haven't seen my family in three days. And they portrayed in a way that they should be celebrated for yeah. it. Yeah. And it, it's, number one, it's devastating because I'm so sorry that you feel like that's the way you have to live your life. Right. And the people around you are suffering. Yes. I'm part, so I guess I mentioned in the beginning of this episode that it's been a rough few weeks for me. I have some some family things going on and some worries for some family members. And that was a big eye-opener for me just in the last few weeks that the life of chaos I have right now with all these jobs and all these things that I'm in is not the culture I want to be. I, I'm not the person that wants to say, oh, you know, I have three jobs and I work 12 hours a day and I'm never home for my kid and I never see my family and I'm too busy to go out with friends. And I am kind of living that life right now and I will definitely be living that life next year if I stay in the positions that I'm in. And that doesn't work for me. 
Right. And we've kind of glorified, you know, if if you want to be successful, if you want to make money, if you want to be a billionaire, you have to work 12-hour days for the next 10 years of your life so that you can enjoy having money when you're in your 60s and your family hates you because you weren't around. Exactly. So you can retire early, but you can't do anything because you you don't have any friends. You don't have any family. And you're going to have a heart attack when you're 62. You're giving half that money to your divorce partner. Your kid doesn't want to see you because they don't know you. They don't even care that you paid for college for them because they don't want to go to college. They saw what it did to you. And you've ignored them. Mm -hmm. We do this for for businesses, for companies that will still replace us two days after we die. It is absolutely not anything. How do I say this? The atmosphere of workplaces and businesses and... It's not like it used to be. Uh, When our parents were little, their parents, being loyal to a company, mattered. You stayed for 30 years because you had a pension if you stayed that long. And they took care of you. They took care of you. And they gave you good benefits. And they sent home a ham for Christmas. And they knew your family members. Yeah. It's not like that anymore. Companies aren't about their people. They're about the money. Mm Mm-hmm. And they will work you to death, yep. and then they will replace you in two days yep. with maybe a little note during a Monday morning meeting about how, you know, Godspeed, we'll miss you. And the office administrative assistant might be walking around having you sign a condolences card for yeah. your family. So they can order some flowers and send them to the funeral that nobody will show up to. Yep. So I agree. I completely agree. And I think, I think it stems from when it was pertinent to do that but they weren't working their people to death either their loyalty was maybe an extra hour once or twice a week or solving a problem while they were working or you know going the extra mile once in a while i think that the trope where we belittle and berate men and our husbands is as dangerous as berating or the 50s housewife trope yes i think that this is not an active feminist make women equal make women strong which i am for yes i think this is make women more yes make them more than men make sure we know that men are beneath us and that women are everything and yes women are strong mm-hmm. we Capable. are amazing we do not get the representation we deserve in healthcare and things like that we're not listened to about things and yeah. we're, we still aren't paid the same as men yeah. but there you're right there is a movement that is pushing it too far yes and i i Going along those lines, I think part of it is also that for so long we had this mental, this men are better mentality. So it was always, you know, and and my husband still runs into it because he works in the trades and he works around a lot Same. of older blue collar men. Yep. A lot of oh, you know, the old lady at home and the ball, ball and, and chain. chain and you know the the fun governor, always saying no, always nagging, never never gets dressed up anymore and it only serves to like take care of the kids and whine. I think 
maybe we tried to just fight we as women tried yeah. to just fight that uh-huh. but it has become a it's toxic on both sides now yes. I don't want my friend I mean if you're having a hard time with your husband and your husband is treating you poorly and things are bad I want you to be able to tell me that I right. want my friends to come to me with that but I am very careful and I I don't remember who I learned this from but I do remember learning this in my 20s I am very careful not to shit talk my husband unless yes. he is doing something well no, unless I just need to vent sometimes yeah. I do just need to vent and Absolutely. I have you and one other friend that I will vent about my husband too because I know you guys will love him no matter what yes whereas I feel like this culture we've created where everybody just complains about their spouses and you know as women it's always they never do enough they don't clean the house they don't take care of the kids they don't take care of this they're always doing this they're lazy they're smelly they're stinky they're hairy blah 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 if all you're doing with your friends groups is complaining about your husband your entire friends group is going to think your husband is a waste of space yep that doesn't deserve you that is inept that is incapable of taking care of anything but himself and now you can't even get your friend group groups together or your you can't even have like couples nights because all the women hate all the men and all the men hate all the women because all these people have been doing is shit talking their spouses yes. for 20 years yep and it's awful and it and it it's such a difficult line to find because there are men out there who are lazy who are who are using weaponized incompetence mm-hmm. uh, which is, I don't know how to load the dishwasher oh I did it wrong again where's the baby's diapers <laughs> and you've decided well it's just easier for me to change them mm-hmm. and there are men who don't understand that women aren't nagging them and that when we ask can you please take out the garbage and you say in a minute 20 minutes later we're just doing it ourselves because we're mad right but there's also this you're gonna be mad and at anyone you live with yes anyone there will always be conflict always there should be conflict yeah unless you live in like a renter situation where you never see your rent rental partner what yeah. you want to call them your roommate I'm so confused as to what you were trying to say that I could not even guess. <laughs> I was like, did we just start talking about work partners and landlord? <laughs> I don't understand this diatribe. <laughs> your roommate. Why are you so worried about your roommate? <laughs> or your or your landlord? <laughs> Unless you're in a situation like that where you're a roommate. That you don't see because you work off shifts. Right. You have a really big place. And you'll probably still be irritated with them because yes. they didn't do the dishes the right way or they well, used the Tupperware tired. wrong. Yes. It's, you're tired. Yeah. There's just, there's a place for it. Mm-hmm. And you are allowed to it. But stop treating your significant other like they're a burden. Yeah. Or treating them like they're a burden to your friends. Yeah. Or that they aren't human we have such high expectations for other people and especially children on how they can express their emotion and how they can act yes it's very much that um relationships are 50 50 thing Mm. no no Mm -hmm. 
No, relationships are... A good relationship is where you guys meet where you can in that day. Yes. Most of the time, it probably should be 50-50. Otherwise, you're probably going to get sick of it. I know relationships that live in the 30-70 zone. Mm Mm-hmm. That's okay. That's what works for you guys. As long as the 70 percenter isn't burning out. Right. That's okay. Because everybody's different. And your 30-70 might be my 50-50. Right. Who knows? And that is my favorite piece of marriage advice that has come out probably since TikTok. I feel like it was the TikTok thing when I heard it first. It's not about being 50-50. If I only have 20% to give, my husband has to be the 80% sometimes. And some days when he has 20% to give, I have to be the 80%. And that's how it should work. Yes. It should not be a tit-for-tat game of, well, I did this today, so you have to do this tomorrow. Or I did this for you, you have to do this for me. Some days or weeks or even months, (laughs) it is... I cannot function. My brain is dead. It's been rough at work. It's been rough with family, whatever. I need you to be the 70 percenter for a couple weeks. There are times, you know, like with parenting where it's mom, 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 mom all day. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I look at Ryan. And maybe he's, his 70% has been around the house because I've been 70% with this kid. When I look at him and he sees that I'm at that point, he will say, hang up, what do you need? Because I can probably help you, mom's busy. Mm -hmm. Or mom has to go take a bath. (laughs) And she doesn't get to knock on the door and talk to me during that. Not that I wouldn't help her in an emergency <laughs> right. or something. Go but. away, Carly. I don't care that you cut your finger off. <laughs> Talk to your dad. It's his 30%. <laughs> no, but it and it means something different every yes. day. Zach and I, probably the smartest thing we did in the early days of parenting is we started tagging in and out. Yes. I love Unpopular Opinions. This yes. episode is so long. And probably the easiest, oh but gosh. most natural episode we've done. Yes. And maybe not even, it's not even been like giggly. No. We've just been basically ranting at each other for it's true. an hour. It's true. I did get yelly at one point. <laughs> not at you, right. of course. But yet. Yet. <laughs> Next time I'm going to pick an unpopular opinion that makes you yell at me. <laughs> Something that makes me furious. Right. Unpopular opinion. Your kid is horrible. She's worst awful. behaved kid I've ever met. She's, She's ugly. She's so quiet. It's the worst. <laughs> She's polite to people. I hate it. She can read, like, way above her level. I. She's pathetic. <laughs> you should learn how to parent. You should give her more video game time. I might... I might just cry, though. <laughs> Depending on the week. Yeah. <laughs> Some weeks I'd be like, no, you're totally right. He's off. <laughs> I'm just like, this week I'm like, I'm, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I can't even handle this right now. Can't you're right, handle I don't know what to do. <laughs> yep. So that's a terrible idea. Right. But I think that we should every, whatever we decide, after a certain number of episodes... We should just, like, a, a vibey chit-chat episode. I like it. 
I do I've too. I've had a lot of fun with this one. Me too. And I'm hoping it will get some participation on yeah. the social media as we either we have people. Yeah. What was your favorite unpopular? Mm-hmm. Gotta and make a note. comments about whether they agree or disagree. We'd love to hear more unpopular opinions that we can unpack at a later date. I have a really big one that I won't bring up for this episode, but I will at a later date. We also would love to hear your arguments with us. Yeah. Let's keep it friendly. I mean, please don't hate me for my no. opinions on no. your dogs, but or if you disagree with, with me, I would love yeah. to have a good Why? conversation about disagreeing. Why do you feel that way? Why? What's... Maybe you have research. Yeah. Show. I love research. If you can send me actual scientific research, it'll make my day. I mean, you were... You're going to buy a shirt if you get a really compelling Yeti story. True story. So, but anyway, I thought this was great fun. I love this one. I I don't know how to close this. <laughs> so, very similar to most of the rest of our episodes. <laughs> we could just talk for days, but um, at some point I'm going to have to go home today. So, <sighs> I will wrap this up by... Reminding everybody that this is the Dungeons and Dopamine podcast, and you can listen to us anywhere you stream podcasts and on YouTube. You can also find us on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, or X, Ugh. Insta, <laughs> and Reddit. Or you could reach out via email at dungeonsdopamine at yahoo.com. Uh, Dungeons and Dopamine is edited and published by Argyle Pigeon Productions. Thanks for listening. We love you. Bye. Bye.